Yo, what's the deal? It's your people, it's your player, Pana Bobby A.A. Jones, coming to you live and direct on this podcast. Today, I do have a specific topic to talk about. And that specific topic is prison reform. As many of y'all may know, President Donald J. Trump has signed the bill for prison reform. So they're about to start working on that. But the thing is, with these politicians, they may pass a bill or, you know, um, be prepared to do something in favor of, you know, minorities. But the thing is, they only work it to where only a small percentage of the targeted peoples is affected by it or can benefit from the changes that's coming. Even with the prop, what it was on, reducing the prison population and whatnot, they was only targeting mostly nonviolent offenders and some sex offenders. So we're going to forget about the peoples that's been down 20, 30, 40 years that's ready to come home and just live a regular, average life. Crime isn't even, crime isn't even on these individual minds. But in regards to prison reform, I feel like now is the time for these community activists, these, these advocates from the community to start getting connected with these politicians so they can create this thing and make sure that this thing is done right. Me personally, some of you guys may disagree, but from my, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience now. I don't think that it's right for a parent to make a mistake, commit a crime, be hauled off to prison, and have its ability and its rights to be a parent taken away. Because those children, no matter what, they need the guidance, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and love and nourishment from a parent. I don't think being in prison should... should um, disqualify you from being a parent. You should be you should still be able to maintain some form of contact and steady communication with your kids. Because when you take a parent away from the child, that creates trauma in that child. That child isn't able to process where's mother or where's father, why daddy isn't here, why mommy isn't here. And what that does, that makes a lot of these children act out. And then when these children start acting out and they're in school, you already know what the school system does to them. The school system does an evaluation and they falsify they falsify information, documentation, make it seem like this child has a uh, an, an, immersion, an, an emotional disability, a mental disability, or some sort of disability, put them on medication, give them an IEP, and now this is another child that's doomed, that's potentially doomed. So the cycle continues and it repeats itself. So I feel like they need to focus on allowing parents who are incarcerated to have steady communication and contact with their children. 
Then another thing that I feel is in these correctional institutions, they should be getting paid more than 25 cents an hour. And that's just the truth of the matter. They take all that slave wages. They 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 criticize and condemn major corporations like Nike and a few other companies that take their companies overseas and have their products manufactured overseas and only paying people one or two dollars a day. But here in America, you guys are only paying people 25 cents an hour, if that. So how hard would it be to work something out with these major corporations to where these prisons can begin manufacturing manufacturing Nikes and all these other brands that people love to wear? You know, assembling cars and so on and so forth. Prison workers should be able to do the jobs that everyone else don't want to do. Here in California, no one wants to go out here in, in, in the Central Valley and, and, and pick agriculture, pick fruit, vegetables, and so on and so forth. Okay, you guys don't want the illegal immigrants coming over here and doing that work, so why don't you allow the prisoners to do it so that they can make some type of income so that they can still be some type of financial support to their children so that they can afford to pay these high phone calls. These these bills for these for these for these phone companies that's connected with the prisons and shit. If it was up to me, why not allow T-Mobile, Metro PCS, Verizon, AT&T to have that contract and give prigs and give prisoners monthly phone calls for fifty dollars a month, unlimited, unlimited fifty dollars a month. But no, they wanna they wanna capitalize of peoples who are already in poverty. And I feel like that don't, that doesn't make any sense. And then another thing is like the over-sentencing. How do you give a person 188 years plus double life? Like, come on, let's, let's, let's be realistic. You giving people time that goes past the life expectancy of the average man and women in America. Like, that shit is absurd. I mean, you give a person 30 years, once that person completes that 30 years and come home, crime is the farthest thing away from this person's mind. Like, they're over-sentencing people. And it's not right, and I feel like it should be more incentives given to people who do go to prison and, 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 and walk a straight line, who are rehabilitated as they say in their words but you know right right now is the time for us to start you know speaking up about what does this what is this prison reform going to look like who is it going to affect like fuck all the fine print like let's 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 just be transparent like who is it going to affect what are some of the things that's going to be changed how, how would it affect the community? How would it affect the children of the people who are incarcerated? Like, let's all let's let's just bring all this to the head because, like, right now is a time to start game planning and addressing this situation of prison reform. Um, I know a lot of people from where I'm from who fathers went in, you know, 
at a young age, 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, got life. And being that that father was taken away from the home and that father was incapable of having a steady line of communication with his son or with his daughter, the child goes into the same lifestyle that took their parent away, whether it's a mother or a father. But if these mothers and fathers had the ability to maintain a steady line of communication and contact with their child, then they can warn their child that that's not the life that you want to live. I mean, your first teacher is your mother or your parents. So let's allow these parents to continue to be teachers. Let's allow these parents to be in their children's lives even though that they're serving time and they're incarcerated. But it's a system that needs to be broken. It's a system that needs to be corrected. Because no mistake other than, you know, now if you, I feel if a person, you know, sexually molested their kids or some kids, so on and so forth, then okay, you can you can um, cut off that communication. You can cut off all contact. But for people that make other mistakes... That doesn't, against, that, that, that doesn't go against children, then you should allow them to maintain contact in the lives of their children. Then another thing, I feel in California, prisoners should still be able to have conjugal visits, no matter if you have life, no matter if you have two years, three years, four years, six years. It shouldn't matter. You still should be able to have your significant other come and see you and be able to exchange some type of intimacy. So conjugal visits should be given back to the lifers first and foremost. In prison and this prison reform it should focus on healing. I had the opportunity to work under um a very very wise individual by the name of Keila Shirelles. Um I was working as a survivor's advocate and um Akila introduced me to alternative healing techniques. So you're taking people who survived traumatic events in their past, in their life, and you introduce them to alternative healing techniques like aromatherapy, massage therapy, aquatic therapy, meditation, so on and so forth. And this allows the mind to begin to heal itself. And it doesn't create zombies and it doesn't create addicts like the, the, the pharmaceuticals and the, the psychotropic drugs that they that they are known for getting people hooked on. But the thing is, is that's a trap within itself because these pharmaceutical companies and these psychotropic um, medicine companies, they have contracts with these people and they make billions upon billions of dollars of their medication being prescribed to you. When all these mental illnesses and the mental disabilities and psychological trauma doesn't even warrant a person to be prescribed any type of psychotropics or pharmaceuticals. So it's, 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 it's a multi-layered situation that I feel that the community really needs to have some type of hand in. You need people who have been there, who have done that, that can tell you how to effectively get it done. 
But you know, my biggest thing is a person shouldn't have to be taken away or cut off from their children because they made a mistake. While they're paying, while they're repaying their debt to society, they should still be able to maintain some type of communication and some type of steady contact with their children. Like you guys are, when they do that, they're breaking down these children. Like when my father was taken away and my father was given life for having a gun, not using a gun in commission of a crime, not shooting anyone, not brandishing a weapon, not discharging a weapon, just simply being an ex-con with possession of a firearm. My father was given life. They never considered how would that affect his children. One of my younger siblings had to go to had to go to um counseling because he couldn't process where's my daddy. And my father was a you know a decent father to my younger sibling. But he couldn't process where's daddy? Why can't I see my daddy? Why can't I talk to my daddy? It's like being with somebody every day of the week, spending some of your most precious moments with this person and then this person just vanish. That's hurtful. So I think that this prison reform bill should also take into consideration the feelings of the children of the victim and the offender. And that's just the truth of the matter because the, the parent committed the crime, not the child. So it's a multi-layered topic. It's a multi-layered situation that the community really needs to be involved in. And I pray that it's done right. Because these over-sentencing, these over-sentencing and, and so on and so forth, man, it's not right, man. You made a mistake. Okay, you go repay your debt to society, but you should still have a chance at freedom. No one should have to die in prison. No one is. It's like that's cruel and unusual, that's cruel and unusual punishment. Dying in prison. And you guys are supposed to focus on rehabilitation. What type of rehabilitation is 188 years plus double life? That's crazy. Everybody should have an action and freedom again. Everybody should have the opportunity to correct themselves, rebuild themselves, and have action at being back in society. That's just my personal thoughts. Many blessings. Y'all stay up. Be blessed. Show love. Be positive and productive. I love y'all. Pray for me as I continue to pray for y'all. One love. I hope that something that I said reaches somebody. So many blessings. Y'all stay up and be blessed. Gone.